Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So uh, there'll be games, movies, TV, something from the week when it was recorded. You know how it goes by now. Um, if you're checking us out on YouTube, do subscribe. It's a big help to the channel. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, also, we're putting out the call for guests. We're looking for guests this year. We want to talk to people about any interesting jobs they might do or any sort of interesting hobbies. Are you a base jumper? Come and talk to us about it. So, yeah, if you or someone you know has an interesting job or hobby, doesn't it doesn't you know if it's interesting to you it's probably interesting to us so uh drop us a line let us know what you uh, what you do or what you're up to and we'll get you on so here we go this is cookie cast the darkest timeline podcast Slide now. Maybe I was just picking up. I don't know. Ghosts, maybe. You're right there, petal. Um, right, I'm going to tell you what I'm drinking because I'm really into this guy. So, I am drinking Beaver Town. I mean, let's just, let's just pause for a moment while we appreciate the name Beaver Town. Laser Crush Alcohol Free IPA. So here we go. Mm. Becoming a firm favourite in the cookhouse. Um, at time of recording, it is a few days after Christmas. Funny old time, isn't it? Christmas. Uh, things were getting real, real stressful. Um, just like, there's so much to do, and there's so much to get done, and there's not enough time, and no matter how much you plan, there just seems to be more. Um, and it's all for that, for that one day, that one meal, that one special gift. Um, Well, all that's done with now. Um, however, do get to do it all over again. <coughs> Not for the next day. Let's have a look on the list. Not a huge list, as I'm sure you imagine. A bit of a bit of a Christmas break. Um, so we can talk about Christmas. Got some games. Um, two of which I will uh, I will speak to you about. Um, got other games but I haven't played them uh, I've barely installed uh, half of them uh, and the other half that I've installed I've only played one of console wise um, it's that thing in it I'm wearing my new slippers wearing my new jumper got like a it's kind of like a you know like a base layer I got um, 
I got a Seahawks, one of those. Um, and I am loving it. <sighs> See ya, you know. Like, uh, games. Not a single movie. That tells you tells you what's going on there. Um, just don't buy buy stuff like that anymore, um, and don't ha and don't ask for them. Um, which, again, I, I will come to, um, because I have watched a film in the uh, in the break, and that film would have been one I would have. Um, I don't know. In a way, kind of like to have owned, but uh, in hindsight, um, yeah, we'll get to that. Mm. Lovely. So yeah, um, the one thing I know you all don't know is uh, the Yorkshire puddings were acceptable. Um, they went fine. They went. They went. You know, I would say um, seven and a half, eight out of ten, as far as the Yorkshire's concerned. I think in a in a meal like that, it's surrounded by so much other stuff. Um, you know, your vegetarian pigs in blankets, for one thing. Um, uh, mashed potato, roast potato, all the veg, other stuff in the, the different sauces, the cheese, the gravy, you know, all of that. Um, it's a lot harder to pinpoint um, when things are exceptional versus uh, whatever. Versus if it if it was bad, would it stand out? Uh, you know, works both ways. Um, but as, as far as the cooking of the Yorkshire's was concerned, all went smooth. Um, so yeah, a little update there on Yorkshire puddings. <sighs> trying to think, standout item that I received as a gift. Um, Use-wise, the uh, this this base layer thing um, is really been really useful. It's been super cold today. Actually, for possibly the first time this year, had to put the fire on, and that wasn't cutting it. Um, it was cold. Um, so yeah. Uh, I don't know. Got some coffee, you know. It's, it's, um, me and Liam were both talking about the fact that um, all of our Christmas stuff has been put away, which uh, in years gone by that would be unusual. Um, it, it's kind of how do you explain it? When you get a lot of stuff for Christmas that either you're not going to use immediately or you're not going to use. <sighs> how's the nice way to say it at all um, you just end up with a bag of stuff don't you um, 
and it just sits in a corner for six months and then you go through and you're like oh, I'll just oh I could use that you know that sort of bag um, so yeah everything got put away uh, before the end of the day so uh, it was nice all in all um, the youngest got some uh, some cool gifts um, here's the thing The, this will sound awful, but bear with me. Shouldn't have bought her anything. That's the that's the takeaway here. Shouldn't have bought her anything. I really felt <laughs> this again. This will also sound awful. I felt sorry for her more than once because she had to open more presents. <laughs> How terrible does that sound? I was just like, oh bless her, she's uh, it's just too much for her and like just opening presents and presents and presents when it could be it could be the second present she opened she's had the most use out of. Um, and in hindsight I think I think I think we should have not bought her anything. Um, she has two incredibly generous grandparents um, she has uh, she's got a little group of friends um, and they they've done presents she's got um, lots of aunties and uncles um, they've done presents um, so in hindsight we we didn't we really didn't need to get her anything so that's the takeaway there that's the learn um i realized i realized the day before christmas eve that once um christmas eve work wise was done but i was off work for 10 days and i never i never realized until that point and then spent christmas eve like oh man what am i gonna do my my 10 days off and then when i actually looked at it it was like well you know christmas day is one of those Boxing Day, um, got second Christmas Eve, second Christmas Day, um, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. By the time you actually chop it out, I think I, I ended up working out. I had like one or two days out of ten days off, um, where there was actually nothing happening. Um, so yeah, it's been. It was stressful up the day a uh, little bit of stress where the uh, making making of the meal was concerned but that's just all about getting the timings right and stuff and if uh, if one timing goes wrong uh, then that can put everything out uh, and I had that early on I'd, I'd, uh, I'd put the roast potatoes in the oven at the wrong time um, so what's then ironic is when the meal was ready and I was like I think that's roast potatoes need a little bit longer <laughs> stuff like that in it that's how it goes um so we had Christmas day we had Boxing Day uh, what day what day is it today Christmas Day Boxing Day so today is the day after Boxing Day 
I'm not proud of this, but I did go out yesterday. I did go to a shop yesterday. I'm not proud of this fact, um, but I'm telling a little bit of fit because it wasn't a shop. I went to a cafe and bought a coffee. Um, little little run out in it, get out of the house sort of deal. Uh, and I wanted a coffee, so you know, I'm not proud. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't one of the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that were uh, back at it uh, on Boxing Day, but I was one of the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that was out um, in in the vicinity of shops on Boxing Day. So, you know, little column A, little column B. So yeah, Christmas. Yeah, I want to say Christmas been and gone. You know, I wanna. I was saying on. It must have been Christmas Day. I was saying, do you know the one thing I'll be glad the most when Christmas is over, that uh, I don't have to listen to Christmas music anymore. Because. Eighty-five percent of Christmas music is not good. Um. I like the crooners, I like me Christmas crooners. Frank, a bit of Dean Martin, a bit of Frank Sinatra. Um, those those sorts of, you know, I like the, the classics. Uh, any Anything even remotely modern, I'm not, not interested. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm just, and then Boxing Day rolled around and I walked into the uh, dining room. I was like, what the hell's going on here? What's this music? This isn't Christmas music. Um, a bit of Metallica blaring out. Lion's like, it's not Christmas anymore. It's like, thank F word for that. So I've been, um, I've been enjoying um, some live Wild Hearts. Um... And should I have one this evening? Don't know. Can't think. Live wild arts maybe. Um yeah, big fan. So that's kinda that's kinda Christmas uh I can't talk about or you know, there's a lot there's a lot that I could say and I couldn't say because um in our house at this point in time Christmas is not done. Um, so we're in this sort of a little bit of limbo right now. Um, yeah, you know, if, if I was doing this podcast in a couple of days, I could be like, you know, oh, that's what I was saying. I wanted, uh, you know, if it was me, I'd have taken the tree down by now because thick and tired of one of the cats trying to eat the tree. Um, as, as well as everything on it and the other one stealing all the baubles. So yeah, the tree could uh, could happily do one for me. Oh, one thing I did get, I got a, a digital photo frame. So I've been putting pictures on there and letting that sort of run. Um, so that's nice, nice addition. You know, we always say we never do anything with our pictures. Um, you know, we take pictures on our phones and then they just sit there. I've got a phone next to me. It's got like 20,000 pictures on it. It's like, cool. They'll, they'll sit there um, 
that was a that was a cool addition to the uh, living space. Speaking of listening to music, a couple of weeks ago now, uh, I, I saw an offer for uh, Spotify. Now, I not a fan of the digital music service I'm not a fan of paying for music I'm not a fan of paying for music I own um, and so on and so forth but every now and then I get a notification from like Amazon and be like you can have three months of Amazon music for a pound a month whatever I snatch their hand off it's useful for the car it's useful for um, for home you know that sort of stuff otherwise it's often YouTube so I saw a thing recently and it was like, oh, Spotify. Three months of Spotify for free. Like, um, okay, it's free. Why not? I don't know how these things work, you know, once you're after three months, you can't live without it. Guess what, Spotify? I absolutely will be able to live without it. Um, for a, a series of reasons. One, um, I don't, I don't want to pay for music. Um, I own a lot of music, so I don't want to have to pay for music. Um, so that. The other thing is, uh, in a world where everything like that is done through an app, um, I've got the app on my phone, I've got the Spotify app, because you know, once I've got it, I'll download the app, put the details in, job done. Um, I today downloaded an app a Spotify app for the computer. Reason being is that uh, Spotify's website is fucking awful. And I say that because I've had the misfortune of having to deal with it for the last couple of weeks. It's terrible. It barely works because like I say I were on the principle that they're like well we've got an app why would you use the website well I didn't have the app uh, I had it on my phone I didn't have it on the computer so I was using your website you are in a, you know largely you know you are an internet based service with a terrible website it's like uh, do you want me to play that album that you've you've pressed play on yeah that'd be good if you could that'd be be real nice Mm, I'll think about it. Uh, do you know how long it's going to take you to make a decision? Eh, you know, could be a minute, could be ten minutes. Might be not at all. Alright, thanks for that Spotify. That's uh, that's really useful. Cheers. Um, yeah, cuts out when you're listening to music and it's just cutting out. Um, doesn't load stuff. The website itself doesn't load. I logging into it at, at points was nigh on impossible it's like how have you got a web based service that's so so bad it, it it's kind of uh, inexcusable unexcusable inexcusable what's going on um so here's a thing um 
as has been the thing for now then Did I go for a run last Christmas morning? There's a part of me that feels like... There's a part of me that feels like I would have done or would have wanted to, but then there's a part of me that thinks that I probably didn't. Anyway, it's been the thing for the last few years uh, where on a Christmas morning I like to have a run. So, this Christmas morning was no different. I got up, got dressed in my running gear, went out the door. And it works on the principle that um, you're going to eat what is probably going to be the biggest meal um, that you've eaten all year. You know? Even if you're, even if you're a kind of person that has a, a Sunday dinner every Sunday, Christmas is just that bit bigger, isn't it? Um, you can only eat your daily calorie allowance in one meal. You know, you know all the stuff. I don't even need to go through it on. I want to be ready for that. And by that, I mean, I want to be... Cal calorific? Can't be calorific. I want to be... Um, basically, I want to be in the best possible position. You know, I want to have done a run so that I can... You know, skip breakfast, have a run, and all that sort of stuff. So I got dressed and I set out on my merry way. It's December. Um, no surprises. It's uh, it's a bit bit frosty out there. Set off, got up the hill, crossed the road. I was running along and I was like, "Who has gritted the path?" Like, who, whose job was it to get up Christmas morning and go and grit the footpaths? Um, where I am and where I, I go running, uh, part of it is a university campus. Um, and I was like... Is somebody, has somebody from the university done this? Was that was that their job? Um, I saw people working when I was out running. I saw people in work vans. Uh, I saw people on on building sites. Um, you know, you just can't help but feel sorry for people. It's like, oh man, Christmas Day, and you don't know the situation. You don't know they might they might have a couple of hours, or they might be working all day. You don't know. I certainly don't know. Um, but yeah, it really struck me as this as this thing. Like, whose responsibility was it to go out Christmas morning before before I got out there and grit the past? Now, don't get me wrong. I appreciated it hugely. I certainly appreciated it this morning when it was like an ice rink and I had a, a, a fair few slips between the house and uh, the top of the hill where I start running from um, but again you start on your own you, you're careful with your footing maybe you have to go on the grass a bit you know, that sort of thing get over the other side of the road 
somebody's doing the job path gritted away we go but yeah I was just like man can you imagine that getting up like I say it has to have been early it has to have been reasonably early and getting out there and gritting all the paths and the the where I where I've gone and run it's not like just a little bit of path it's the whole area was was gritted right whoever's done that hats off I salute you um, and like I say this morning it was treacherous uh, I put it off as much as I could because I was hoping that the sun would sort of um, do its job but no joy um, so yeah I was, uh, I was in some way blown away um, I've had this thing um, there was a point in time where I had like a run of about um, of a fair few years where um, I, I was able to say as one of the few people who um, would lose weight over Christmas and because I made it you know I made this big deal of the you know, Christmas dinner being such a big thing that um, you know working up to it food intake would be reduced the other side of it food intake would be reduced um, you know X amount of exercise um, and you know what that produces is even though you've had this big meal when you step on the scales um, you've actually lost weight so um, I was very happy to see that when I stepped on the scales this morning uh, I can chalk up Christmas 2020 as one of those years yes dean gentlemen gentlemen ladies and gentlemen uh, this is uh, yet another year where I can say I've lost weight over Christmas it's not a huge amount but it was a loss it was a, a definite loss of weight um, but then I looked back and I reflected and I was like I kept having these bouts of sickness not being sick just feeling incredibly sick running up to the day and that was uh, that's a mixture of things stress um, remnants of when I was uh, when I was younger and I used to get uh, sick from being excited uh, too much going on too much to do not enough time uh, and I think by the time I got to Christmas Day and that that one meal um, I was saying to Lan's mum, I was like, I don't remember the last time I actually ate anything, you know. Did I have lunch yesterday? Uh, I never did get an answer on that. I presume I must have done, but... Um, yeah, you know, Christmas Eve night, I had a, a, a variety of jobs that needed doing. I ended up getting to the point where all, all the jobs were done and it was too late to eat anything, so... Just went off to bed. Um, the other side, you know... Christmas dinner eaten it's like oh you having some pudding no I think we had a bit of something in the evening that was it and then Boxing Day it's like oh you know there's all this all this food that needs eating yep just had, I didn't eat all day and just had some tea um, 
so yeah went out for a run this morning got back stepped on the scales um, and yeah weight loss so I was had mixed feelings about it I was, you know not not exactly the healthiest way to do things but um, a loss is a loss I can see the uh, I can see the next stone coming over the hill um, but yeah unfortunately still a long way to go to the uh, to get to the goal there's still a long way to go um, yeah so that's actually everything on the on the list not everything a couple of films uh, and a couple of games that's it that's you know um, before Christmas I was I was desperately trying to like you know watch Christmas films you 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 guys know me me and Christmas um, and I really I really try uh, and I feel like um, there are times when I succeed more than others um, you know I try to inject Christmas spirit um, because it's not it's not there naturally and as I say to people you know I basically had all the Christmas spirit beaten out of me um, I was going to say not physically but mm, psychologically let's say um, so at the, at the age I am now the place I am in life um, not being not being full of Christmas spirit is not acceptable so I have to do things so one of the things that I do is I listen to the Christmas music and I watch the Christmas films this year I started looking at films that I am aware of and films I have seen but films that I wouldn't necessarily watch so yeah we watch you know you can watch your Die Hard your Bad Santa your Scrooged and so on and so forth but then there's like I looked at a film and I was like I've seen that film before I've seen it a couple of times but I haven't seen it in X number of years and X number of years is in the in the tens possibly twenties um, so I was like do you know what it's not something I would normally watch so that's surely a reason to watch it so I put on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation um, like I said it's been a while um, hilarious that one of the first scenes uh, they're driving down the road and it flashes into the back of the car and you've got a very young um, what's his name Johnny Galecki from uh, The Big Bang Theory and uh, uh, not quite not quite young in that sense but still very young Juliet Lewis and I was just like ah, that's hilarious um, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it it was it was a good it was a good time uh, it's very much like I watched uh, I watched the great outdoors recently uh, and that's like I was saying to somebody I was like 
you know, look at the fact that the, the two main actors in that film are um, John Candy and Dan Aykroyd, absolute giants uh, in, in their field, in the world of acting, uh, at that time. Um, but then it was like, I was like, who's his wife in that? And it's Annette Benning who realistically went on to in some ways be bigger than both of them. Obviously, um, the the fact that John Candy's no longer with us, hasn't been for quite some time, there is that side of things. Um, Dan Aykroyd, you know, still trucking at the these days so uh but yeah she she her career just rocketed from that point she is amazing in american beauty um so yeah <laughs> there was this whole conversation so this there was this thing i was looking up facts about christmas vacation all the time yeah and i ended up saying to leon i was like so this is how it went. And I'm like, whatever happened to Randy Quaid? Obviously, Randy Quaid is in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, and, you know, he says the immortal line. All of this. So this part of this conversation, obviously, you know, there's Dennis Quaid. And it's like, Dennis Quaid married to Meg Ryan. So I go, oh. I don't know, you know, but that does ring a bell. So she looked it up. Uh, da, 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 blah, 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 blah. Yes. Dennis Quaid, Meg Ryan. All right, cool. Uh, I think that led on to a conversation about uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. But then it doubled back. She was like, here's something. Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan have a child together. A son called Jack Quaid and I was like I know that name why do I know that name wheels start spinning and for some reason my brain went to Twitter I was like I, I seem to think I see that name on Twitter why do I say oh, because there's somebody I've added to Twitter fairly recently why is that like is he the guy from the boys? She's like, yes. It's uh, it's Huey from the boys. It's like, wow. Um. So yeah, I was reading stuff about you know reading upon it as a as a film and stuff about um people and their difficulties working with Cherry Chase. Obviously, uh, that comes comes back around again later in life with. Um, with the Dan Harmon and the community and the Cherry Chase and you know all of that uh, if you don't know about it maybe and, and you're interested you can always go and look it up I'm um, pretty sure Donald Glover was involved there somewhere um, but I was getting away from it um, as a movie as a Christmas film again very much for me very much a um that's that's christmas to me christmas is an absolute fucking disaster 
and I you know I say these things and it's like it's not it's not like my Christmases are these monumental disasters it's just I think that that's maybe how how it feels um, I've, had, I've had some corkers this year uh, wrong labels on wrong gifts um, wrong gifts from wrong people um, yeah I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have some explaining to do before the week's out that's for sure but hey um, yeah so uh, I've watched another film um, I was going to come out and say it I watched Tenet At this point in time I should probably do a spoiler warning although my intention is not to spoil this film because I don't think I can here's the thing if you sat down and watched Tenet and you got to the end and your response was Yep, I understood absolutely everything that happened in that film from start to finish. You are probably one of the, you know, the confirmed geniuses of this world. <sighs> so I think the other day where Bert Kreischer was like, I'm watching Tenet for the fourth time. I'm like, oh, yeah, it must be good if you're watching it for the fourth time. But then he went on to say, I still don't understand what happens in this film. It's like, all right. Let, we rent, no, we didn't rent it. We bought it digitally. Um, Len had some like money on some Play Store, Google Play. Uh, so it was essentially, in a way, it was gonna be free. So she was like, let's get that because that's the only film that we would have got this Christmas to watch. Uh, we didn't because we don't do that anymore. Like, yeah, alright, let's do that. Saturday night, cheat meal in hand, ten out on the TV, let's do this. So, yeah, Chris Nolan. Now you have to remember, this is a man famous for doing Batman films, but famous for other stuff famous for out there and quite obscure films Inception is the one that springs to mind the most but is Memento is Memento the film that started it all how am I going to get to that uh, Mo Men Momentum Two I spelt it wrong, but uh, I still managed to find it. Dooby dooby doo director Christopher Nolan Writer 
Christopher Nolan. Oh, now then. Sorry, I've gone down. I've gone down a rabbit hole at this point in time. Ah, uh, now then, did he do 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 do? Right, let's just go in and have a look. And I was in um, Dunkirk recently. Oh, the Prestige. Oh, he wrote it. Interstellar. Yeah, that was the other one. Oh, he was executive producer on the Justice League. So, let's talk about Tenet. So, yeah, that's what I was saying. So, every... On the on the Play Store, I think it was, when she was looking at getting it, every review went like this. Tenet's an amazing film. It's a great film. A really good watcher. It's really enjoyable. Uh, it's, just, it's just the best. Next review. This is the worst film I've ever seen. It's terrible. Christopher Nolan hasn't got a clue. He should stick to making Batman films. Next review. This is the best film I've ever seen. It's absolutely hands down the best. It's so well done. It's so it makes you think. It makes you talk about it afterwards. It makes you come back to it. Amazing. Next review. I can't believe what I've just watched. This is the worst film I've ever seen. And that, and it just goes like that. Like the reviews are literally best film, worst film, best film, worst film. So we couldn't get a bead on it. Uh, it's one of the few films that's actually been released or been able to be released this year. Trailer looked interesting. Um, so the thing about like there's a, the, the time travel, kind of. Time is involved, let's put it that way. And you know you know me and my opinion on time. And that is the moment time is involved, I'm a bit like I'm good thanks. But this takes the because it's not time travel. Um, this takes the time genre pardon me, flips it on its head and then kicks it in the balls. should have looked at the main guy um, Robert Patterson's in it this is the film I think this is the film that he's done before um, taking on the, the Batman film people were very uh, very quick to criticise the fact that he had been picked to play Batman then the trailer got released for Batman and everybody went ballistic how amazing it looks I have no strong opinion one way or the other um, from his time in Harry Potter um, you know that was that was fine Twilight I'm less interested um, I have no I have no strong feelings against him so if he wants to play Batman go nuts uh, I believe, you know, he seems to be a reasonably good actor. Very strange thing in Tenet. And it's something that, I, again, I meant to look up. He has a change of accent. About three quarters, maybe even seven-eighths of the way through the film. 
why why has your accent changed is there a reason for that is that part of the film or is that a poor choice um I'll have to look that up at some point. I can't tell you it was a good film. I can't tell you it was a bad film. What I can say is... It's a film that makes you start out by going, what is actually going on? By the end, you understand more about what's happened in the film. But I don't believe that you could say that you understood what happened there was a couple of things there was a thing there was two things that I was a bit like do we know that well, there's a bit where uh, I don't, this isn't a spoiler so I'm not going to tell you anything but there's a bit where a guy finds something and I was like as the as the audience as the viewer do we, did we know that was there or have you just crowbarred that in? Felt a bit strange. And also there's this whole sequence at the back end of the film. And I was like... I feel that you've you've jumped around with the, the time aspect that much. That... I don't know. Time is a funny old thing. So, yeah. It has sparked conversations in our house. Obviously, me and Leon watched it together. Um, again, I think if you if you asked her, did you enjoy it? I imagine her response would be, um, kind of. But I also think that she'd be probably saying to you that she didn't really know what was going on. Um... We had a lot of conversations about it and we've talked about it since. But it's a hard film to recommend. Because you can't go, oh, it's really good, you should watch it. You're kind of more going to be like, oh, you should watch it and see if you can work out what the hell's going on in it. Um, some of the reviews did say that it was... It was made over-complicated. Like, I, I think when you watch an Inception, you're... You spend the majority of the time just like kind of barely holding on, but you are holding on. Like you, you're just about keeping up with it as a movie, which makes it entertaining enough to, to you know, stick with. It's enjoyable. Uh, it's a film I've seen loads. I think Tenet loses some of that. Um, having seen it, I'm now like, how was how was Bert sat down and watched that film four times? Um, I did say one thing to learn after having seen it. I did say, um, I think once you get so far in it, if you give up on trying to understand the time aspect of the film, that allows you the opportunity for more enjoyment of it because um, I did I did find that to be a thing so yeah that's uh, that's Tenet I, I I think my recommendation for that film is you should probably see it and see what you think 
I think that's kind of that's kind of where I am with it. So yeah, let's talk some computer games. Uh, I got a series of games uh, for Christmas. One was a VR game, which is the game I'm going to talk about from a VR perspective, and. Like I said, I did get a few games. I haven't installed all of them uh, because, you know, time, space, and all the such things. Um, I think I'm just going to talk about the one that I, I've actually played. I guess that would make the most sense. Rather than talking about uh, a couple of the games that I've got that I can't comment on because I haven't played. First up is the VR game. I am playing Half-Life Alex. Um, I had mixed feelings about this. This was a game that I really wanted to play, but I, originally when I'd seen it available, it was super expensive. Pretty sure when this came, when this game came out, they wanted sixty quid for it, uh, which is just unheard of in the VR world. Uh, I think it came down a little bit in price, and then I think that there was a Black Friday sale which was how I managed to get it at the price I did. 25% off, um, Lamb bought it for me as a Christmas present. I bought the DLC for it and then I left it sat there until Christmas. One reason or another, mostly my stupidity, uh, I didn't realise that I required additional things to be able to play it. Um, so I had been quote unquote given it early I was like, why don't you play Christmas Eve? Uh, but due to technology, I didn't get to play it until Christmas Day, I think. Yeah, it must have been, because I've played it for a little bit. You know, I have that thing where I don't like to review games before getting too far, because um, I don't like them to turn on me. Um, Half-Life Alex has turned on me I'm afraid uh, and the review you know if I was in a position to review it properly the review I'd be giving would be a glowing review um, bearing in mind that it takes a lot of its cues from Boneworks um, I had a little bit of an issue with it because I'd seen a video I watched a video a little while ago about how um, Half-Life Alex is kind of a bit of a rip-off of Boneworks. Uh, they were saying that apparently um, the Half-Life game was very poor um, and everybody had, that was working on it had been sort of, not forced, but had been made to play Boneworks. Uh, I think this was before Boneworks was officially released. I think it had remained on a server somewhere for six months before being allowed to be released and this was largely to allow the Half-Life game to catch up with it uh, technology-wise. It was a video on YouTube about how um, Boneworks is actually a secret Half-Life game, which if you, if you play Boneworks you can see that. Um, obviously we know that I've been up till this point, and still am, uh, I have been a huge Boneworks fan. Uh, just super enjoyable game. So I was a little apprehensive. 
I then saw a thing that said that Half-Life Alex was the uh, the scariest VR experience ever. That put me off. Uh, and all of this before actually playing it. So I started it. There was also debate whether the graphics card that was in the computer would handle it. Um, I was pleased to report that it did and I was happy about that. The, the opening thing, the first thing you see in that game is it's proper like, wow, yeah, breathtaking, I think would be one way of putting it. Just It just really it looked amazing. Um, there was uh, some, some other elements, like there was a, a pigeon that was very detailed. Um, players realise the... The gravity, it's not gravity, it's like the way you can pick stuff up, that takes a lot of getting used to. And if I'm honest, me being not the smartest man in the world, uh, I actually realised recently that I've been doing it wrong. I've been pressing too many buttons, you only need to use one button. Uh, but you have to like press a button, highlight a thing, press a button, and then you have to like flick your wrist to get an object to fly through the air so that you can then press the button to catch it. And you have to catch it. Um, so yeah, you pick up various things. Uh, I've, playing, I've played it a lot, played it quite a lot. Um, I've got various weapons. You know, uh, you can upgrade the weapons. Uh, you pick up like a like a currency throughout the game, um, and that's that's kind of that. Uh, however, now we talk about some of the downsides. So the downsides are that the start of the game is very much a let's get to grips with the game, let's get to grips with the way it plays. We'll slowly introduce some enemies for you to fight. Head crabs. Um, some of the head crabs, oh, super creepy. Uh, like when they get when they come close to you and like some of them have got like hairy legs, like you can see the hair standing up on the legs and stuff like oh. Some of them are armoured, so they're harder to kill, stuff like that. Um, all make for entertaining games, but also at the same time, it's like, ugh. Um, there is a section in that game. This is a spoiler, um, so, you know, take from that what you will. There is a section in the game which is set uh, largely in the dark, uh, and the way that you are able to see is with a tiny, 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 tiny torch. It's terrifying. Proper terrifying. It is, it is really scary. Um, so, you know, bear that in mind if that's, uh, if that's potentially an issue for you. However, having come out of that side of it, carried on playing. Uh, full steam ahead, got a new gun, um, upgraded said gun, and so on and so forth. So, last night reached a point where um, I got killed by like a, it's a bit like a boss, it's like a level boss, like the whole level is this one enemy um, which you're trying to escape. You, you can't, it's one of those that you can't fight, that you can't shoot it, so you just have to try and escape from it. I died, which caused the game to crash, and I turned it off. I put it back on uh, this afternoon while the the little guy was uh, was sleeping. 
and yeah so bit of a double-edged sword it's been it, it's been a real test it's been a, it's a bit of an annoyance this enemy uh, is quite relentless um, think the tyrant from Resident Evil 2 3 maybe 3 was Nemesis well, it was the Nemesis could have been 3 could have been 2 uh, whichever one had the tyrant you know just how it just there's a there's a sound element there's a, a relentless element uh, if it catches you it's an instant death there's that I have lost my temper with it a few times it takes a little bit of time to load um, which isn't super fun always when you're like in the flow um, I was in the middle of doing like that level and uh, and uh, the youngest one woke up so I had to save it and turn it off one thing I do like about playing like PC VR is if you this has, this game has a manual save function when you press save it saves instantly that's a real nice feature from a, from a coming from a console gamer's perspective um, shortest version is I'm going to finish this podcast and I'm going to go and put it on and play it for a bit see how we get on um, I have been enjoying it I'm enjoying it a little less with this uh, with this enemy um, but my intention is to persist um, there's been uh, there's been the puzzle here and there which has been um, fun to try and work out uh, one, of the, one of the things and I, I know that I often come back to this uh, but I will often keep coming back to this one of the things about these games Boneworks Stormland um, I had been playing a lot of Stormland I'd got, I'd got so far um, and I was going to talk about it but I've kind of because I've been playing like Half-Life a lot um, Stormland's a game I will go back to let's put it that way so I'll, I'll just kind of I'll probably just pick up the review side of it when I go back to playing it um, so yeah Boneworks Stormland Half-Life Alex. Um, these are probably the last three VR games uh, and major games that I've played and the one thing that stands out through all of those games is touch wood as far as Alex is concerned they're all fun and yeah, you know, there's bits where you're fighting bosses and you're dying and it takes a long time to load and so on and so forth. But when you're in it and you're immersed in it, they're fun. And that really is the thing that does seem to be missing from mainstream games these days. And I'll highlight that shortly when I talk about the other game that I've been playing. Um, it just strikes me and it keeps striking me the, I'm playing these games and it's like these games are fun Boneworks is, is a masterpiece um, Stormland super enjoyable game and like I say Touchwood um, Alex has been here's the thing 
up until this 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 boss level enemy type thing, I was having a lot of fun, a lot of fun with this game. I really was enjoying it. And now I feel that we've had the the, the turn. I did see something on the internet briefly um, yesterday, and I was like, that doesn't look fun for, for, from an Alex perspective. But we'll see. Um, you know, in in some ways, I prefer to be able to shoot this enemy than I just have to avoid it. That sort of thing. So you know, who knows which way it's going to go. But the thing that seems to be missing from games it is the is the fun. When did games stop being fun? Uh, like I say, I'm going to come back to that. Um, so yeah, I will I will attempt to keep you updated with as far as how how Half-Life Alex goes or is going depending on where I am the next time we speak. Um, but yeah, if you're a if you're a gamer, ask yourself when was the last time you uh, you had fun playing a game. Real fun, proper fun, fun fun. You might be you might surprise yourself so speaking of fun we're going to talk about one of the one of the games of Christmas that I have actually been playing on the consoles and that game is I've got it here I want to make sure I get it right uh, Crystal Dynamics Square Enix Marvel Avengers now if you're a long time listener you will know that I played the beta of this game and I thought it was terrible I am pleased to report the game might in some ways be worse because what the beta did was uh, it took some aspects of the game and removed them and those were the uh, the really really dull bits uh, and like I say when I played the beta I thought the game was awful uh, and then they wanted 60 quid for it when it was released and then as a company they lost 46 million dollars um, because they were given uh, they were given the name the Avengers to work with and couldn't make a decent game why am I playing it you ask? Because I was curious and because I got it for Christmas. It was a gift. Um, so I am playing it. I was talking about like a character system. Like if you if you had to pick to play a to play a scenario, let's say, it doesn't necessarily be a game, and you had the Avengers as you will know them you know from the movies and things they'd be like a pecking order wouldn't they Hawkeye and Black Widow are probably the bottom rung then you'd have Captain America would he be barely above that nobody wants to play as Captain America then you'd have Hulk then you'd have Thor and let's face it, we all just want to be Iron Man. So the main character, the, the 
would it be the protagonist, I guess, is a character that, that barely ranks above some of those characters. It's like, yeah, she's super-powered, but do we care? You know, let's face it, we just want to be Iron Man. I unlocked Iron Man last night, and unless the game forces me to play as other people, I'm probably just going to play as Iron Man for the rest of the game. Um, Sam said to me at one point, he's like, where did they manage to go wrong with the with a, a game that's got the Avengers name attached to it? And, and ultimately, we all know the answer to this. The answer is that they were more focused on how much money they could get out of people than whether they were making a good game or not. And this comes back to what I was saying before. Where did fun go from games? Fun went when games were just viewed as a, as a money-making thing. When it was, how much money can we get out of the consumer? That's when games stop being fun. The games that, you know, hit big, you've got your... Ghost of Tsushima, The Last of Us, Part 2, um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, uh, Spider-Man, um, the, the Miles Morales game I believe has done reasonably well. All of them, single player games, no multiplayer that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, I know Ghost of Tsushima has introduced a multiplayer but I'm pretty sure it's free. No loot boxes, no loot crates, no money, 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 money. And all those games are heavy hitters in the gaming world. God of War, you know. Games that fail. Avengers. I think that by this point in time, people, it's considered to be a flop. Um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Uh, I had another one in my head at one point, but I can't, can't think of it now. Games that are built around, around a monetary structure. I don't know when or if game companies are going to learn. And I realise that I'm not really giving you a review of um, Rock of the Game. I reviewed the beta, and at this point in time I'm no further on than the stuff that they gave you in the beta. Uh, what I can say is the stuff that's actually in the game that wasn't in the beta is just quite dull. Um, it's getting to the point where I'm thinking that maybe it's a game to... I'm, I'm staring at a pile of games right now. So maybe it's a game to put to one side. Um, you know, I think, I, th I think we can agree it's not... You shouldn't be spending your time not enjoying the game you're playing. That really is a waste of time. So, uh, so yeah, there's that. I'll keep you updated with uh, with that or anything else that I might end up playing. Um, but yeah, that, ladies and jelly spoons, that is that. The um, the post Christmas pre-New Year edition of the Darkest Timeline podcast. Um, 
obviously by the time you get it well into the new year some of you have already broken your new year's resolutions by the time you hear this think about that right there we go that's it for now i'll talk to you guys later bye there you go what do you think to that another one done oh we're we're closing in on that hundred mark we should uh, we should all celebrate let us know how you want to celebrate uh party maybe zoom party i don't know you tell me youtube watchers do be a youtube subscriber because then you're helping out the channel and it's good to help audio listeners there's uh there's soundcloud and itunes um i i've pretty sure you can subscribe to those so uh you know subscribe to those that'd be awesome yeah so that's it for this one till next time i'm gonna say bye and i will see you then bye